0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 175 of your favorite podcast, the Gordi Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, alongside my co host, Brandon Long. And today, we're going to talk to you about stress mitigation. This is such an important podcast. Have your nose pads ready. There's a ton of information inside. As always, Gordi Podcast brought to you by Revive Summons, brought to you by Raw Summons. Use code Haley at checkout to support your boy. Please give us a five star rating and review and be entered into your chance. At $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. Episode 175 is going down. I'll see you inside. Man, you guys, you guys were so pumped that we were back yesterday. I, like, I couldn't even wait to get today's podcast started. I appreciate all the messages. Um, You guys killed it. You guys shared it. You guys always just do your thing, man. I appreciate it. So, I'm going to try and keep bringing the fire today. Oh, man, and also, holy shit, 41 inquiries today. And... Honestly, from this time, I mean, it's about five now, we usually have about 13 to 1600 more downloads of the podcast on the day. So by the end of the day, it'll probably be like 50, 55 inquiries about the uh, mentorship. I appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that a lot. We will be getting back to you guys ASAP uh, about everything that it's including what all we have coming for y'all. So really excited about that. Really excited to get you guys underway. Today, we have a good topic. Pretty deep topic, very important topic. Something you talk to your clients a lot about, mm-hmm. yeah. Stress mitigation. I talk to my clients about it all the time. You know, over the weekend we were uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, and I had a, a, a very, very notable coach come up and was chatting with me. And he said, "Man, I feel like you're. I, I feel like you're like the stress mitigation king. Like you talk about it all the time and everything you share is so good. And this is a real. This is a really, 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 really good coach. One of the top coaches in the world." And he's like, I learned so much from you when you talk on all your podcasts, when your Q and A that I've implemented a lot with my clients. And dude, I really appreciate that. Um, and I know that you'll be tuning in here, so uh, definitely appreciate that conversation. That it, it uh, definitely hit home. But this is really important. Um, and honestly, not to like derail this or anything, but like my peaking process—I has been through the peaking process with me. My peak week process for athletes is just like stress mitigation, right? <laughs> like just literally pull back stress mm-hmm. and like the body's gonna tell you what it wants mm-hmm. from there but like people have like these formulas or these thoughts or these X, Y's and Z's about what peak week should look like where like the reality is hey just pull back stress yeah and then the physique's just gonna tell you exactly what it needs you know you do picture updates every morning if you do it post training or you know, however off, you see an athlete you set a picture as if stress is low it's gonna tell you what you need now when you have an athlete who's you know in peak week and is a very high stress person that, that makes your job very hard, um, and you know what? Honestly, I know I know you know this. I'll tell the podcast. I don't even respond to it. Yeah, <laughs> not, I mean, that, well, that's fueling the fire, right? Right. Like if you if you respond to it, like if you give it attention, then like it'll stay at the forefront of their mind. Like if you if you send me a super stress induced message, you're not getting a response,
1: especially during peak week. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're not, you, you you already know. Mm-hmm.
0: Like by that point. If we've been together long enough for you to be in a peak week with me, you already know. Yeah. And, like, you know how I feel about it. You know what's happening. You know what's going on. You don't need someone to tell you it's okay. Right. You know, you need to be able to. And sometimes, you know, a big item, this is actually something I learned. Um, I forget what book I was reading. It was a book, Jordan Duggar. Um, recommended to me. But oftentimes, dude, just, like, saying something just makes you feel better. Or just, like, typing it out. Right. like sometimes like if you're really pissed about something absolutely. and dude I've done this often mm-hmm. like I've, I've really done this often I probably do it every other week I type out everything I want in my notes mm-hmm. I say absolutely everything that's on my mind and I type it all out and then I read through it all if there's anything I want to add I type 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 more until it's all done and then I just put it away I sit on it usually I'm like going for a walk or something after this I just let it soak and sit and marinate then I pull it back out read it all and I'm like man I'm really glad I never said anything yeah about. I don't
1: really feel that way anymore yeah exactly yeah I,
0: like i don't feel way yeah. anymore. And that's a massive item of stress mitigation is people need to understand stress is going to happen right mm-hmm. anxiety is going to happen right but we complete we are in complete control of how fast we get back to it mm-hmm. and you know the most anxious people i know they don't try they Maybe. want it to overwhelm them. And that might not be a popular take. I don't care. I'm full of unpopular opinions. But like, I remember when I was just, you know, I was seeing the therapist. I had the meds. I had the everything. And, like, nothing was working. And, I like, my God, I look back at myself then. It's like, fuck, you weren't even trying to mm-hmm. not be. Like, you You identify with being high stress and, and anxious.
1: Exactly. There's people that, like, they need to be stressed they about have to, something. They have to have some for it. sort of situation yeah. going on. To feel like to. you're actually doing something the, things
0: can never just be cool yeah exactly and that's a huge problem but you get attention for it mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like when when friends come over and you know the dogs are inside and like the dogs start going crazy and all this stuff they know they're not supposed to do those things but they do those things, and then your friends feel bad for not petting them or feel like, absolutely. Exactly. So then the dogs are getting what they want out of it, and your friends are feeding into it, which is just reinforcing those habits that they have that they work. Exactly. And that's not dissimilar from how a human brain yeah, works. Yeah, now so they it.
1: think it's okay. Yeah, they mm-hmm. think it's okay to because, jump up on people yeah, or, or whatever. We say
0: no, mm-hmm. but they got their end goal. And so you continue reinforcing these habits and they're gonna continue happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest item of stress, mitigation, and anxiety is just accepting, hey, we're fucking humans. There's a lot going on in the world, especially right now. There's a lot we've been through in the last year or so. Like stress and anxiety is gonna happen, but think back on your life. How many times have you been stressed and anxious? You're still here. Mm-hmm. You're still kicking. Yep. You're still moving and grooving and improving and Absolutely. thinking about the amount of things you've been stressed and anxious over. When you really look back and view it from a 30,000 foot scope, how many were actually worth it? Uh, What matters? Yeah, because exactly what matters. When I look back, I would say 95% of the things I've ever been stressing just about just didn't even matter. Or don't even exist in your life anymore. Yeah, and and that's actually really getting into my first point here is Mark Twain. I love this quote from Mark Twain. He said, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which have never happened. And isn't that the goddamn truest thing ever? Yep. Like, how many times you've been in a relationship with somebody you don't know, get a text back, and it's like, oh, they're fucking someone else, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like shit, like that. Like, no, dude, they're just fucking busy. Yeah, or they they don't want to text. Just being a human being, they're just being a human being, yeah, not busy attaching lives their phone. as well. Yeah. So, and that's so true. And it's like you know, athletes uh, getting stressed about being in shape for a show, right? Well. Did you hire a coach who always puts people in shape on stage okay go to point number two are you doing everything you can to be in shape on stage okay so what the fuck are we stressed about yeah
1: exactly because you're going to
0: end up being in shape on stage the only reason you would stress is if you're not following the plan exactly and that's a very common point that i found within people is hmm, my most anxious clients don't make the same progress that my other clients make There's a reason why, Mm -hmm. you know, there's someone that we used to be tight with who was like that. Yeah. And I started like calling them out. Like, dude, you're not following these things. Exactly. I know that you're not, but you're saying you are. And always anxious, always anxious, always anxious, always anxious, always like so fucking ramped up. Mm -hmm. And I just called them out. Yeah. And you know, now obviously they're, you know, they're not with me anymore, but the reality is you need to call a spade a spade in these situations. And too many people are scared to do that. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm not scared to call you out and say you're not following the fucking plan. Yeah. <laughs> you're, what are you paying me for? Exactly. Right. So, understand number one, what's a parasympathetic state? A parasympathetic state is when you're in a calm, restful, peaceful state of mind. Okay. People who are making a choice to actively be stressed and anxious all the time or just are always stressed and anxious all the time, they're choosing to be in a sympathetically driven state. I've talked about this on the podcast a ton, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Get yourself into a parasympathetic state and i'm going to go over how you can do that check your digestion is number two oftentimes your 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 stress your anxieties things that we're seeing they're going to go hand in hand with digestive issues okay now there's research there's a lot of anecdote and there's a lot of physiological sense that comes from if your digest, if your gut health is off then your mental health is going to be off um, so fixing that gut fixing that that issue is going to be huge. Like how Especially many you, if you're an athlete because you're yeah. always
1: assessing your own physique And exactly. if you feel like you're bloated or you're not taking shits or yeah. XYZ you're gonna be like fuck up, There's no way I'm progressing. There's no way you're
0: progressing mm-hmm. How many of you like have a food allergy or something or you know, whatever well like you with your coconut. Uh, yeah, and then the other day um, You know, well, you're you're a generally positive person. So it's hard to use you But Brandon's just coconut. He had a supplement that had coconut powder in it. And, like, dude, I mean, that makes you not feel well. Like, it takes hours to work out. I actually still have, like, bumps on my arms. Oh, my God, you do. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, dude. So, like, that fucks with you mentally, Mm -hmm. right? Now, like, imagine there's people who, like, are not inherently positive individuals who, like, have egg whites, per se, or broccoli. Like, the two most common food allergy foods. Um, And... They're having these things, and they're not trying to pay attention to what's actually going on and what their body's telling them. They keep having them, dude. Your mental health is going to be fucked because mm-hmm. you always feel like shit. And if you just feel bad, I mean, like, why do people start going to the gym trying to get in shape X, Y, Z? Because you feel better when you're just healthy, exactly. right? Like. This isn't groundbreaking science. Well, you're when you're just healthy, not you're happy just with better. your physique. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's another big item when you look in the mirror and you, you know you don't like how you. Look. I mean, mm-hmm. truly don't like how you look. Not talking about a bodybuilder who looks better than everyone in the world, but like you're just not satisfied with look. You look in the mirror and you're just not happy with what's like staring back at you. Well, you can control that by you know taking steps to make that happier. And as you take those steps, you're going to be a happier person, right? You're going to have less anxiety. You're going to have less stress. Number one. These are all items to get into a parasympathetic state and also run alongside how to control your anxiety, how to control your stress. Number one, control your controllables. I, Dude, I said this for the first time like six years ago on Twitter, and I remember explaining what I meant. You know, that's how, like, the business got started, all those Twitter threads. I was talking about, dude, you know what's in your control right now? What's in your control is what you say next on the podcast. What's not in your control is what I say next on the podcast. Mm -hmm. What's in your control is how you treat the rest of your day. Do you do anything the rest of your day that makes you better? Well, you can, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, but you're probably gonna feel better if you do, right? Or are you just gonna coast the rest of the day or are you gonna do things the rest of your day that are self-sabotaging, right? What the fuck's in your control? You can't control, you know, after this podcast I'm going over keys. You can't control how I drive on the way to Keys. The weather on the you way can't to control Keys. the weather on the way to Keys. You can't control anything outside of yourself. But people waste so much energy thinking about what X, Y, or Z is doing, and they exude more energy on what other people are doing, what other things are going on, what the fucking president is saying, what the former president is saying, what's going on everywhere X, Y, Z in the country. Listening to all of these fucking people who are just fear mongering or putting. Negativity out in the world, they focus, 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 focus and buy in so much on that that they don't even look at the own fucking grass they're supposed to be watering and their whole yard's dead, Mm -hmm. right? What the fuck's in your control right now? Right. The gas prices aren't. How you treat others is. What's in your control right now? Someone using the bench that you need at the gym is not. Your reaction when they take 30 fucking minutes on that bench is. Are you going to feel better if you cuss them out? No. Are you going to feel better if you find a pivot around it, ask to work in, any of those things? Yes. Exactly. What's in your control right now? What are things that you have tangible control over? They're only things inside of yourself. You don't have control of any other situation. You know, I got a call last night that was super upset. I want my grandpa has Parkinson's. He's basically in a coma. He's going to pass away literally any minute. My phone's on airplane mode right now. I could get out of this podcast and he could pass away. I'm 11 days out from a show and I start thinking, if, he, if I get a call Friday night at 8 p.m. that my grandpa died, what's my plan of action? You know, going into Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I have to fucking show up at 9 a.m. Saturday, right? I was so upset. I was so distraught. I was trying to figure out what's going on with the hospital and hospice and, you know, all this stuff. And while I'm on the phone, my grandma realized, fuck, you know what, like, none of that really matters. Like those fine little details, I don't have control over them. I have control over the way I treated my grandpa during his life. Mm-hmm. Like the reality is, he's never coming back from a coma. Like, he's, he's dead without being dead. So, what I did to this point is what I have control over. And I feel fantastic about it. And to be honest, before I talked to my grandma yesterday, I thought my grandpa was in perfect health. Wow. I had no fucking idea. I thought things were good, solid. Last time we chatted, everything was good, solid. So this happened really fucking fast. And life comes at you really fucking fast. It's like the, and not analogy, it's like the metaphor. I always say like, I, I, I'm going to Keyes after this. I get in a car accident after Keys, on my way to Keys, right? Something really bad could happen. My interactions with everyone need to be positive going out, right? Mm-hmm. My And you, you are in direct control of that. So... Like, I think holding grudges, really stupid. Right. I think holding negative energy towards people, really stupid. I think not giving second chances to people. Honestly, dude, I'm fine giving third chances because the reality is it, you can fuck me over three or four times and it really just doesn't, like, matter on my life very much. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. I, what I'm bringing to the table, I know is good, right? So, like, I find being a very giving person because I know what's being brought to the table, more people... Need to become more, I guess, maybe aware of where their boundaries are, and more aware of their positivity and impact on others, um, because, dude, we live in a pretty negative-driven world. Absolutely, and people buy into it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're creating people's character to be negative to others at the grocery store. Right. Like how many fucking people have you seen like getting in fights over mass? Like I've never seen a person, but like online,
1: yep. like you
0: fucking idiots this is the biggest thing you have to fucking worry about. Exactly. Like, like, what is in like, your Why are you not wearing control? your mask like those type, those type of situations you're talking about? Yeah, like the people who were like, trying to blow me up when Texas had no mask mandate and we were at Vulcan, remember? Oh, yeah. And, those had Volcan, and all those people were like, where's your fucking mask? Where's your fucking mask? Where's your fucking mask? Like, you fucking idiots, we don't have to wear them. <laughs> following the law still. I don't yeah. have to wear it. I'm not breaking the motherfucking law. But
1: that's an example you're talking about. Like, that person's stressing yeah. themselves out they over something that they can't control yeah.
0: at all. Yeah, over me wearing a mask. What is What is yelling at you going to do? Exactly. Exactly, because I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna hear it because I yeah, don't exactly. give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah. And the reality is most people don't give a fuck about your opinion. So why do you constantly give it? Because you just want to be heard because you don't actually have a voice. Right? And that's part of controlling your controllables. What's your reaction? What's the what's the energy you're putting out? What are you doing that's draining the world or progressing the world? Right? Another item, keep lists. I think keeping lists is very good. I have lists um, of things I write down. I have, If you go to my notes on my phone, I have probably 30 new lists a week. Um, I think keeping lists is very, very important because this kind of keeps everything in line and it allows you to stay ahead. Understand staying ahead, another very important item. Look, I'm a procrastinator by nature, right? I've put the work in to slowly change that, if you will, and not be a procrastinator. But, like, do it right now so that it gets done and you don't have to worry about it later. Dude, my stress has dropped so much. During this prep, I have mastered it. Mm-hmm. I've mastered the art of doing it now, not later. It's not going to be convenient. I don't want to do it now. I was at Snooze earlier working on some documents for the mentorship that I'm putting together. And I was about to leave, and there were eight check-ins. I had eight check-ins to just finish right then. And I was trying to talk myself out of it. Like go back, slip back to my old ways. Tell yourself why you yeah. can do them later. It's like, you know, eight check-ins, like it's not a ton. Mm-hmm. It's not a small amount, but it's a, it's a very attentive amount, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take five minutes off my phone, off my computer, just enjoy myself. And then I'm crushing these eight check-ins and I'm going home. I felt so much better on the drive home because all my check-ins for the morning up to that point were done.
1: Mm -hmm. And like,
0: that's a huge W, right? Like that's my job, Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm, I'm staying ahead of my job. And part of controlling your controllables is remember how far you've come. This is so important. There's a quote that I saw not long ago that said, you don't notice your progress in life because you're always raising the bar. And my God, that couldn't be more true. You feel like you're stuck in the same place, but where were you six months ago? Exactly. And if you give yourself honest assessments, like especially after what we just went through in the last year, man, it's really hard to not be growing. Growth was foolproof. It was handed to you on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. And you almost couldn't not take it, yep. right? Now, of course, there's some people that don't listen to this podcast because they would never be attracted to it, but there's some people that didn't change. But look back. What about the last month? Oh, this is last two months. What about the last six months? This is health. Uh, you know, your health and fitness. If you're a competitor, it's bodybuilding. But it's like personal life stuff. Like, what shit you're working on? Like, something that really annoys me is my procrastination. I'm always late to fucking everything. And I think that's very fucking disrespectful, quite frank. And I'm always putting things off. And these two things have completely changed. And I've switched them around. It's like, in my nature, like, I, like that's how my dad was. Mm-hmm. Like, Growing up, we relate to everything, right. <laughs> and like you know, you can switch that. You can, you're controlling your control when you're late. You're anxious when you're late. You're stressed when you're late. You don't feel good about yourself because you know you're disrespecting whoever is waiting for you and disrespecting people's time or disrespecting people's money. Should never, ever, ever, ever be something that you just allow and accept. Right, right? now, there's going to be slip-ups. Mm-hmm like there was, That's part human, yeah, was part of being human though late like, yeah it's part of like yes the fucking weather, the weather right yeah. now is making everyone late the weather in texas sucks yeah it's <laughs> now. yeah it's it's like raining for what the next like we have eight days left eight
1: days of an 11 day stretch yeah eight days of an
0: 11 day stretch yeah, yeah. we're on day three of it's raining every day yeah. but earlier today it was beautiful it was it was super fucking beautiful we got it for a couple hours yeah we did but we can't control it it looks terrible now dude you know what's fucked up the fucking mowing company It comes out Muslim, I still get charged.
1: Even though they can't come mow. Even though they can't fuck out. They can't mow shit this whole week. That's where they get you. Yeah, they, they,
0: they didn't mow last week. They can't mow this week, and they probably won't be able to mow next week. Wow. And I'm still getting charged every so week. It's like
1: we have weeds out 38 there.
0: 38 bucks. Yeah, dude, come get my fucking weeds then at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, when they come out for weeds, it's 76 bucks. Wow. Yeah, dude. They're trying to double you up. I'm still getting fucking charged. It's <laughs> fucked up, dude. They better cut my grass every day. You're going to be out there <laughs> mowing in the fucking rain. They better have scissors. Yeah. <laughs> At least just park your truck in front of my house for an hour. And, yeah, make it look like <laughs> you yeah, did. Yeah, make it. it look like you did something. Like, oh, wow, that's good out there. You guys are at home getting paid right now. You're not even in the office. <laughs> I can't even call you. Yeah, dude, that's
1: actually funny. When I used to have that roofing business, yeah. or, or I used to work for a roofing business, yeah. and if it was raining, like we had the whole day off. Yeah. Same with the car wash. Yeah. No one gets their, their no. car wash when it's raining. Yeah, no, you
0: can't fucking get a
1: wash. So I just had the day off That's all the so time. fucking
0: funny. But the price of the project doesn't change. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you still get paid. Exactly. Um, I think meditation is so important and so many people, dude, so many people, especially fucking men, view meditation as like this woo-woo item and oh, you know, I'm, I'm way too alpha to fucking meditate. But people also think meditation is like sitting in a fucking room, like,
1: yeah, with you know, your legs, legs crossed, crossed fucking eyes like, closed, eyes closed, you know, your, a, your with fingers a bunch in of monks circle. around you. Yeah, with a bunch
0: of like, that's not, I mean, yeah, that is meditation. It is a different version, dude. Like, honestly, I meditate just like going on a walk with like some music in. I zone out and I'm just in my head. Like, what I truly believe meditation is, I don't know if you can like believe what meditation is. I believe meditation is just spending time in your head. Like, spend time in your thoughts. Like, I view it as a cluttered desk. And I, like, my my mind is the desk and it's it's a, you know, there's a lot on the desk. There's a lot happening on the desk. And when I'm able to just spend time in my mind, I'm able to essentially organize it mm-hmm. and put the important things, you know, to the left. I literally do this, like, while I'm meditating. I put the important things on the left. And then, you know, the more right that we go, the least important those things are. And then like I draw this line right in the middle of the desk that everything to the left has to get done today. And what's interesting, like I bring up everything. I bring up work, I bring up things that bother me, I I bring up things that stress me out. I bring up things that quite frankly don't matter very much. What's interesting is the pile on the right never changes. It's always the same items. The things on the left are ever changing, it's constantly changing. But the things on the right never go to the left. They never get bumped to the left. And this is so interesting for me, and this is just how my brain works, because there's so many things on the right that still cause me emotion. They still cause me energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they're never important enough to cross the halfway point of that desk. So it can't be something that I invest too much in. It's just something to be aware of, right? Right. Um, I, I wish I could give examples here, but... I don't no, there's like an appropriate example <laughs> to be honest, or like one that I want to share with the podcast. You yeah, know? my
1: my version of meditating is where I just focus on nothing but my breaths, where I don't think of powerful anything. Like yeah, actually nothing. Yeah, and I just literally in.
0: So out. I I that, that, that's actually my my next point was the slow breathing, and that's funny. I don't even have the notes out. Oh, you don't? No. So the slow breathing is. I mean that's kind of like the first thing whenever you feel overly anxious, overly stressed. Um, like, well, when someone's having a panic attack, what they tell them to start doing just control your breathing, mm-hmm. just in and out. Yep. I remember like losing a really important basketball game, losing a really important um, uh, race and track. I mean, you lost a state championship. Like I never made it to a state championship in, in, in basketball, and I remember, you know, I so I went. To therapy for like four years after my parents got divorced and I, I had some pretty bad anger issues as a kid and i still definitely do but they're very tamed now right um so i remember you know my, my um, shrink at the time dr Riley, he'd tell me just just breathe just breathe just breathe and it's probably the only thing i've really got from it to be honest but that's helped me all the way up to like this point. My parents got divorced when I was twelve, and at twelve, I was told just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. Whenever you get upset, whenever you get anything, just breathe. Like yesterday, I got the call by my grandpa, and I was just bawling my fucking eyes out. And I was like, just, just fucking breathe, just breathe, just come back to it, right? Like come back to just being in control, because like, man, when you're spiraling, you're not in control. Right. The issue is when you're spiraling. That's when people usually attack with the most haste. And that's usually when people exert the most energy into something Mm -hmm. like we're all Like none of us are immune to doing that But if you can just breathe and then you revisit the situation later on You're gonna revisit it calmer more open mind and you're also the biggest item You know, you have the power to stay in control and as a human being that is a monstrous power to have right because It might seem little to you know people listening this who have never truly undergone um like you know having to like tame their mind when you can be in complete control of your mind, it is so fucking powerful. And one way to foolproof that is being able to control your breathing no matter what. You and your significant other get into a fight, breathe. You and your boss get into a fight, breathe. Sometimes go your way in traffic, breathe. Just focus on the breathing. That's one of the best ways you can meditate, possibly, right? That the breathing component reorganizes that desk for you exactly. Because more than likely, whatever you're thinking about doing yeah.
1: or want to do, or you think is like the right thing to do, is not. It's he, not going to yeah. help the situation
0: at all. Heat in the moment is usually not a good moment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's usually not a good right, moment. No, it's true. Patience and calming. You have to understand, just like it takes something to, like time to build up. It takes it time for it to, you know, deconstruct back down as well. So have patience with yourself. Mo- uh, too many people don't appreciate the power that, that their mind truly has, and don't actually um, like grasp the power that their mind actually has. Um, so have patience in, in the calming process because especially if you really want to get deep into this, you really want to start practicing this—the the, the the mindfulness, the slow breathing, the meditation, the actually being in control. You're going to have to have patience because up to this point, if you're 30 years old, you have 30 years of habits that you've been doing things that might be um, self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. So we need to break those the good news is if you practice healthy and sustainable habits over time, you're gonna change it much faster in thirty years. Right. You know, what I mean we actually have research on that. What it takes twenty seven days to create a habit? Something like that. Like that's one month. Mm-hmm. So according to research, you can essentially break thirty years of habits in one month. Mm-hmm. But you have to be diligent about it and you have to constantly be mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so have patience and calming. Very important item spend time alone. And this is a big thing. When I came out of my last relationship, I was mm-hmm. never alone. Like like not just from my partner. Like I was never alone from just like people in general. Mm-hmm. It wasn't with her, I was with somebody else. it wasn't with them, I was with somebody else. It was you know we had so many social groups mm-hmm. and I was draining my battery so thin on giving it to all these social groups. I never came around to myself just, like, spending time alone.
1: Yeah, I never really dealt with the situation because yeah. you were always, like, like engaged in other always. people and other conversations. Yeah. You never, like, sat down with yourself and was like, this is something I need to deal with, like,
0: by myself. It allows you to push everything off. Mm-hmm. You know, it just allows you to, like, not face you are procrastinating yeah yeah you are procrastinating your own reality mm-hmm. and you know you kind of don't realize how far you slipped until it does hit you in the fucking face that, oh wow i haven't spent any time helping myself out you know that's not a good place to be mm-hmm. spending time alone and not relying on others for stimulus allows you to be able to work through things with the most clarity when you really really truly start to enjoy your time alone—that's something else. I've done this prep. that I've been really good at. Is I spend so much alone time, and I love it. Like I love it so fucking much. At first I hated it. At first I was like, I can just go hang out with fucking Megan or Brandon, mm-hmm. right? Like now I just I love it so much because it is uncomfortable. Like it's not like if you're using your alone time with purpose, with like intent behind it, mm-hmm. then yeah. I mean it. I mean it's not always fun. Like sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Just because you know you're, you feel like you could be
1: doing something else more fun, and 100%. entertaining. And yeah, but you know your
0: relationship with yourself is the most re- important relationship you can uphold. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most important one you have in your life. And like, yeah, I mean, I would say up until you know up until you know the end of COVID, I didn't really have a great relationship with myself Um, because I was kind of always being stimulated by other people and whatnot, right? But it's something I've really pushed myself to do. Pushed myself to get better at so. You know assess where you're at right now or are you kind of putting off your life's problems by just constantly being stimulated by other people um if so mm-hmm. force yourself to spend time alone it's one of the best fucking things you can do um every day have a goal and a purpose so a lot of people like struggle, like Look at like a post-show situation. A lot of people struggle really bad post-show because like this, the goal that they've been working every day towards is like in the past, like they feel like they've lost their purpose. But like the reality is a serious, a serious athlete's in prep. Like all the time, like a serious athlete nails their reverse. Right. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever won an Olympia by not being perfectly diligent in their reverse diet phase. Like to be honest with you. Right. Because that's another level. Like that's a completely other gear that you have to go to. But there's always a goal. There's always a purpose if you set it. You know, post shows really hard. Uh, post breakups really hard. You know, anytime time there's a massive change of events in your life, it's a very difficult time. But if every day has a goal and a purpose, then you are much more likely to live up to the standard. You're, you're setting for yourself and getting to raise that bar. If you don't, If you go into a day and you don't know your desired outcome for the day, how the fuck do you wanna make sure it's forward? Like you're just free balling it, hoping that oh fuck, I hope one of these shits like throw against the wall sticks. Like it's not how this works. You need you truly do need to have a goal every single day. It can be a small goal. Honestly, it can be like, I want to make someone's day today. Someone someone who's like not my immediate circle, I want to make their day today. It can be a big goal. Um, I want to get my LLC done today. I want to open up a business bank account today. Um, I wanna to hire somebody today. So like You know, the goal varies, but what's something you can get done? Not every day can be a massive goal. Right. Like it. Yeah, that's important. Make sure it's achievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. has to be achievable. Like, you know, there has to be different, you know, levels of goals. Like, fuck, you know, if you set little tiny goals for like 40 straight days, of course you're going to achieve all of Mm -hmm. them, right? They're tiny.
1: Like making your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like things
0: like that. Like that's part of the process of achieving the goal for the day. Right. But that shouldn't be the goal for the day. Um, you know, I, I I believe that every single day you truly can take steps forward. Um You know, I also believe there's a time to like be comfortable, be happy, like coast a little bit. Um and maybe I say that just because like I'm kind of like there right now and I'm just super fucking low on energy from prep and whatnot. But like right now I'm like I'm holding on for dear life and I'm just like kind of coasting and cruise control. And I'm enjoying it because I haven't really done that in like four or five years. Right.
1: right? It's kinda like where you're going back to what you were saying earlier, is kinda like remember where you came from. Exactly. So you're kinda just like turning around and kind of just enjoying like the journey that you've been on. Yeah. And kinda just sitting up top and like enjoying the view a little bit.
0: And I'm letting life happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm enjoying I'm refueling because I mean once this mentorship drops, big things happen. Right.
1: You crush so many goals along this way. Yeah. Kind of nice to just turn around and be like, Well, wow, like we did do all those goals exactly. And I'm enjoying this right and now, and like,
0: I, I like every ounce of goal setting I have right now is like in 11 days, and then you know, the, the, the June 18th um, show as well. Like, those are my goals right now. Exactly. Like, every day, the goal is just get better for that, yep. you know, get better for the showing, service your athletes, like, you know, do your job. Um, downtime naps and sleep dude these are all so fucking important if you just go 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 go, go 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 all day you're probably going to be a sympathetically German state you need to be able especially with food you really need to be able to have meals where you're in a very parasympathetic state you're not working you're not you know watching news you're not you know whatever you're just you're sitting you're resting and you're you're eating the, the nutrients mm-hmm. it's very fucking important and it's going to help you so fucking much it seems like a little thing it's going to be really important Ensuring your sleep. I mean, you can foolproof gym progression. You can foolproof a contest prep. You can foolproof an overactive mind. You can foolproof two high levels of cortisol. You can foolproof a majority of your health by just like prioritizing sleep. Mm -hmm. But like, people make it so fucking hard. Like, like, dude, just, just literally, like, you're just gonna feel better. Mm -hmm. You know what? I started doing was I don't close the blinds so I go to bed pretty early around like 9.30, 10. But I don't close my blinds so I wake up when the sun comes up around right? yep. like 6.30 or so. Holy fuck, it's made my life so much better. Like I feel like, like my circadian rhythm is in a much better place. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, like the reality is like, fuck, man, you sleep till nine, like you only got 15 hours left in the day and if you go to bed at like 11, you only have like 14 hours left in the day and you know, you have a training session that's two and a half, three hours. You only have 11 hours left in the day. And you're going to take a nap. You only have 10 hours left in the day. Like, fuck, dude. Like, your time is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you, you know, work is 10 hours a day. Yeah, and so, so what time you're is not left doing anything. for yourself? Yeah, you're, you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, something's helped me. It might help you guys as well. And the final point that I want to make here is just supplemental. Um, utilizing CBD can be very beneficial, I know. I have a lot of clients use Kurt Cured Nutrition. Um, I'm not affiliated with them. Um, if they want to be affiliated with me. Um, what's up?
1: Reach out to the Grow Day podcast, please. Yeah,
0: reach out. Oh, what's <laughs> up? Um, revive Calm. I literally created it to help you get into a parasympathetically driven state. Ashwagandha amazing research reviews on this and anecdotal evidence that this really helps you just chill out and, and, you know, be more in control, be more present. Um, these are very important. I think the revived brain, I started taking the revived brain for, you know, the main reason honestly was because of how neurodegenerative neurodegener- anabolic steroids are. Um, and like, man, you know, I look at my family, the older people in my family and like, you know, their brains are all slowing at a drastic rate, right? And, like, you know, I'm adding steroids to that equation, which we know are very neural degenerative. Right. Um, and, you know, we know steroids become very neural de- de- degenerative. Jesus Christ, I need you to stop saying it. Um, after, like, 10 years of use, um, you know, I'm not at 10 years yet, but I'm going to be at 10 years, you know. In about four years, I'll be yep. at 10 years. Um, and, you know, I... I think that since I started using the brain, man, it's helped me a lot. Like, I don't know. I'm on it. Like, I'm on it way more at this point in prep. I say that as an L. It's like kind of an L. Because I'm a zombie majority of the day. But I'm on it way more than I ever have been. Mm-hmm. Like, my work output's way better than it's ever been. I mean, fuck, from the last time I was in prep to now, I'm literally... 40 times busier now than I was then and like I'm doing way better with it now right. than I was then um so I hope this helps you guys know it's a really 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 important topic I hope you enjoy as always share it with your friends share it on your Instagram tag us in it episode 175 I'll see you next time